Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hello, Ron. How are you? I'm doing well, Pam. And yourself? I'm good. Hey, how do you um, get your thoughts and feelings out? Oh, you that's know, a deep question already, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that I find usually clears my head pretty well is uh, going for a long bike ride um, mm-hmm. or a mountain bike ride. But, you know, um, keeping my thoughts in order sometimes is a very tough chore. And I think my uh, legal pad gets lots of notes jotted down on it regularly. Right. You know, How about you? I don't know if I have a system or not. And I would have always wanted to learn how to journal because I know there's so many benefits in journaling um, for people without cancer, but also with people that have cancer or have had cancer. So, um, you know, I'm excited to hear our guest today teach us about journaling and the benefits and um, what we can learn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, speaking of our guest, we're, we're joined uh, today by Mary Potter Kenyon. And I tell you, uh, I too am very excited. No, no, no stress, Mary. Uh, too very excited because I know we've done some journaling classes here at the Survivorship Center on an occasion or two. And, um, you know, we, we always say we, we bring in great guests. And let me tell you, uh, Mary graduated from the University of Northern Iowa. She's a certified grief counselor and therapeutic art coach. Uh, she works as a program coordinator for the Shalom Spirituality Center in Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, she's now Pam, she's widely published and she's authored seven books. Um, you know, in, in talking about her newest release is called to be creative, a guide to reigniting your creativity. And that sounds like something I need to read. I, think um, we all could. I mean, I, I may need to find some creativity, but get it reignited. Uh, Mary was also the caregiver for her first husband, David, during his cancer treatment of 2006. So she has a lot of experience with cancer survivors And uh, we're super excited to have Mary joining us today. Mary, thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You know, uh, let's just kind of start real basic and let's talk about what is journaling, because I know there's a lot of maybe myths or expectations that are unnecessary. Well, some people think when you use the word journal, they think of their childhood with those diaries with the little keys on. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'm dating myself, but I think they still have those. Um, And that doesn't seem like something they would ever want to do. Or they think of um, writers. Well, writers journal and um, I'm not a writer. I don't have a book in me or whatever it is. Not realizing that science is behind just the act of writing our feelings and our thoughts and the things that we're going through as a way of dealing with trauma or dealing with something like cancer, um, whether you're a caregiver or a cancer, somebody who's going through cancer or a cancer survivor, um, whatever it is that you've experienced, um, that, that active writing can help you through it. And so there is nothing, there's no rules 
which is when I do classes on expressive writing for healing, I always say, guess what? There's no rules to this thing. Um, you can you can do you can do write really messy. You can handwrite it. You can do it on a computer. You can, and you don't have to keep it. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to be in a leather bound book. It's just <laughs> um, an act. One of the tools that we can utilize, and one of the cheapest tools we can utilize, because all you need is a pencil and a piece of paper. And so, it, science has shown us that there, um, expressive writing can be as healing as going to a counselor. And so I always say, try it, you know, maybe it won't be your thing or the thing that helps you, but it's sure a cheap and inexpensive and easy way to, to try test this tool. Pam, I, so I, like the, I like the aspect that Mary says, no rules. <laughs> Simple as that. For our non-rule followers. <laughs> yes, we have a handful of those. Yeah. Mary, how did you get into journaling? So I was one of those kids with a diary with a lock on it, but I didn't journal or use a diary for year, for year, most of my adult life. Now, when my husband got cancer and I was his caregiver and I was sitting next to him and as he had chemotherapy or waiting and when he had radiation, I just naturally turned to writing because I am a writer. So I'd been writing for 25 years before that. So I thought it was because I was a writer, but as I, um, and I also realized as I was writing that I was kind of writing a book, which you don't have to do when you journal, but I felt better through writing. And it wasn't until after my husband passed away from a heart attack five and a half years later that I really turned to journaling. And that's when I found the healing benefits of just writing out, working, because we work it through in our minds then when we're writing. And we have to, you know how they say meditation is good for you? Well, you have to slow down to write with your hand. And so it's kind of a form of meditation. It's kind of a form of working things out in our head. And guess what? We don't have to keep what we write. We can throw it away. We can burn it. We can rip it up. But just getting those feelings out on paper is what ends up helping us. And um, when I discovered that science was behind something I found to be helpful to me, I really, uh, that's when I really started studying the art of expressive writing and teaching classes in it and teaching workshops and trying to bring this tool to other people. And they use it in hospitals. They use it with um, Vietnam vets and um, pe people with PTSD because there is a value in it. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. You know, um, personally, I, I don't journal. Um, but I think the reason, and I was kind of reflecting back on this as we were getting ready for this podcast to think maybe why I don't. Um, and I think part of the deal is, is I don't know what to write. I mean, like that's, you know. You open that book and it's a blank piece of paper and you say, what, what am I, I going to write? I know. And, and I, I don't know if, if, if any of our listeners can relate to that. I'm probably sure there's a handful that can. And I've, I, in my previous attempts, because, you know, we've done a, a journaling class or two here, I just kind of look at it and go, man, I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, so kind of give our listeners, you know, maybe a little bit of jumping off point, because I figure if I knew where to start, maybe I would know what to do. Sometimes prompts help, and you can look up prompts online, or there's a journal that might be a guided journal, which actually is asking you a question to answer because it can be intimidating to look at this piece of blank paper. And especially if you think it has to look a certain way, 
And that's why I always tell people, if you're going to get started journaling, do not go to Barnes and Noble and buy one of those beautiful leather bound $40 journals, because you are going to be so intimidated by that beautiful book that you're going to think you're going to have to beautiful writing in there. And when we're are working our way through something, a lot of our thoughts are not beautiful. They're, they can get pretty ugly. And, you, you know, we go through things that are sad or we go through things that are hard and to write about it takes a little bit of bravery, but if you keep it personal for yourself, because that's all it is, it's for yourself and give yourself permission to be messy. Just pick up a, a 25 cent notebook at the office store. Don't start with a beautiful leather bound journal. And just even if all you're writing is, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know right what to write for half the page. All of a sudden you'll start knowing Okay, I don't know what to write, but I'm not feeling very good about what's happening or I've been feeling ill or, you know, or I don't know. I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry that I'm going through this or, I'm, you know, pretty soon you just, it starts to flow. <clears throat> so first of all, give yourself permission to be messy. Give yourself permission to be authentic because if you're trying to write something pretty or you're thinking one of your kids is going to see it or your spouse is going to see it or somebody's going to see it and they're going to think, oh my gosh, that's what's in her head you know, burn it, rip it up, write it, rip it up, because it's the act of writing that helps you. So first of all, you have to give yourself permission to be authentic. Give yourself permission to be messy, because emotions are messy, our feelings are messy. Don't start with something fancy, because that's going to be intimidating. Um, just start with a piece of paper and a pencil. And if you need a prompt, um, all over the internet, you can find, just type in writing prompt for cancer, patients or writing prompts or there's journals out there that have the prompts in them. Sure. And it might be like, how are you feeling today? And then, you know, you can answer that question. Only, you know, that answer. So a guided journal might be the answer. I've heard one time that if you just write every word that pops in your head, it's also a good way to journal. So yeah. when someone reads it, it's not going to make any sense that it's going to be all these random words. Yeah. that can be helpful yeah yeah just keeping in mind that it's for you it's not for somebody else who's going to pick up and people have told me they are scared to journal because somebody might see see it well I I've said before if you're going to do it on the computer label it mom's grocery list nobody wants to see your grocery <laughs> list or keep the paper with you or whatever hide it in your drawer or rip it up after you're done writing it, because it's literally the act of writing that helps us. So James Pennebaker is the person who studied, who we most associate with um, expressive writing. And he was going through a tough time in his life. And um, he taught college students. And he was, you know, there was some stuff going on in his marriage and stuff. And he just sat down one day and he was typing, typing out what he was going through, what he was feeling like. And he noticed after four days of just writing a few things, he was feeling better. So he started studying it. And so he's credited lots of times with the study of that. And he found that his college students, when he asked half of them to write about tough stuff, well, some of them started crying. So he wasn't sure that was a good experiment. But after the next day and the next day, they were coming up and telling him they were feeling better and they were dealing with things better. And they were going to the health center less often and three months later. So there's really a scientific basis for this for this act of just working through things with your writing. Well, it, and it makes sense, right? You're, it's a releasing 
of the emotions and the feelings. And I, I like Pam, this goes back to um, several of our podcasts where, where this word permission has come up, you know, right. and, and giving yourself permission to, I think uh, the mayor talked about taking a nap, uh, give yourself I permission. I know, I know, right? Give yourself permission to, you know, do what you, you know, self-care and those types of things. And in this way, I love how you said, Mary, uh, our emotions and feelings are, are messy. And especially going through dark times and going through treatment or as a caregiver in, in, in the instance, as you referred to, um, it definitely gets messy. Um, I just, I just love that picture of being, giving myself permission to just kind of throw it out there and whatever it is, put it on paper. Yeah, we kind of um, feel like if you're going to write something, just like if you're going to paint something or if you're going to do something, it has to look a certain way or be a certain way. Forgetting that um, we can that we can fail at something, you know, it's not it's not a failure though if your journal is a big mess full of because you did something for yourself. Plus, it's a really really inexpensive way to work your way through some things. So there's no harm in trying. I always tell people who are kind of hesitant to journals, you know, okay, you got a pencil and a piece of paper, just give yourself four days, four days, 10 minutes tops and see what you feel like on that fifth day. Do you feel a little bit better? Do you feel like you've worked your way through something? Okay. That's what journaling can do for you. And you can, you can work your way through some things. You're talking about journaling and it helps you process your emotions. What other benefits do, does journaling have? Well, it gets you to be quiet for a minute. It gets you because sometimes when we're going through something tough, we feel like we have to be busy all the time mm -hmm. and we don't allow ourselves some quiet, silent time because then some of that tough stuff hits you and it's hard to, you know, to think about those things. So it forces you to slow down. It forces you to give yourself some quiet time and it forces you to take that meditative. So it's a meditative practice in that way. I've always told people, I, I flunk at yoga. I flunk at anything that makes you, if somebody tells me just be, breathe in for five minutes, it's like I flunk at breathing because I, 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 my head is it's so busy. So if we can organize our thoughts that way on paper and on paper is best. You can do it on a computer. You can journal on a computer. But on paper, the act of physically getting those thoughts from your head to your heart to your hand out on paper is going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I am the exact same way. Um, being quiet and being still and being slowed down is not I think Pam's nodding her head is not uh, in my vocabulary. Um, so that would definitely be a hard thing for me. I know. Uh, but then, but, it, but this is not something, as you just said, this is not something that you're going to start out with and, and, and paint and you're going to be, you know, painting Michelangelo, you know, you're not the, the ceiling. I mean, this is not going to be that way. It's going to be messy. It's going to be maybe broken up and fragmented. Um, and they, they, and I'm speaking to myself here. Uh, I need to make sure these are this is good things, you know, to be able to do this and just try it. Mm -hmm. And you may want to you may want to keep your journals. 
you might not want to rip them up and burn them and stuff because down the road, you can look back and see what you went through, how you got through, and maybe help somebody else who's going through the same thing is, oh, this helped me. Or um, I, I, you don't have to, because when you're going through chemo and you get chemo brain, I mean, my husband would forget so many different things or he just, sometimes he's in a fog. But if you were writing down, oh, this soup, I could, I could take that, I could drink that or eat that soup at this certain time. And then, you know, somebody, or you meet somebody, because I kind of think we're all here to help each other through stuff. And that's going through the same type of treatment. You can say, well, when that third week I was able to um, eat this kind of food, or I could do walking outside, help me or something, you know, you don't have to go dig in the deep recesses of your brain. You can go back to your journal or you might never, ever want to go back to that journal. And that's okay, too, because it was there when you needed it and you used it for what you needed it for. And if you don't want to revisit that time, uh, you can throw that journal away. You don't have to keep it. I am thinking like when our survivors go to their oncologist appointment and they have a piece of paper and they write what this doctor is telling them, that's a form of journaling also, right? Yes, it is. And that's an, a very good point because you can take that journal and I I often did take it with me everywhere. And maybe somebody will send you a greeting card and it says exactly what you need at that time. Stick it in the journal, tape it in the journal. Or maybe this tea shop was the place where you found solace and you just take a tea, not the actual tea bag, that'd be a little bit too messy, but the tea, the, the outside of the tea bag, mm-hmm. the tea bag, tape that in your journal. I mean, or maybe you're a doodler. Maybe you like to doodle and you're waiting and waiting and waiting because aren't we waiting and waiting and waiting lots of times at doctor's offices mm-hmm. and you just use one of those pages for, for doodling and date that, that doodle, you know, or I, my nephew, when he went through cancer, his drawings changed, his art changed. He was an artist and he kept, he's like, when he looks at the art that he did during his treatment, he cannot believe how different it is than what he does now or what he did before because he knew that his brain was working differently, but he kept that. And that was a journal of sorts. It was Mm -hmm. a sketchbook. And so he, he kept that and he can look at that art and say, or show somebody else and say, you know, yeah, when you're going through treatment or something, your brain changes. And this might be, maybe you're going to be writing some poetry. You never wrote poetry. You never thought in a million years you would write poetry, but you know, maybe you're going to write a poem in there or a letter a letter to your brain, a letter to your cancer, a letter to your caregiver. So that's the, like I said, there's no rules. The journal can be for that kind of thing too. It could almost be kind of like a, um, a scrapbook of sorts, as you were mentioning with, you know, uh, the, the various pieces and parts that of things that you want to remember, Pam, I really liked your idea about uh, taking it and and adding in there what the physician says, because we always talk about, you know, patients being your best advocate and writing down and making sure you have questions ready to go. Uh, if it makes sense to write those down before you go see the doctor, you've got them with you, then you can write the answers in there. So you actually have, you know, documented what they said. And, and so you can remember at a later time. And then obviously it is going to elicit a feeling. And so I also think that it can help improve your memory because you can go back and there it oh, is. they said this, or they told me to do this, and this is what I did. Yes. Yeah, and this helped, idea. this didn't help, that worked, this didn't work. I felt better with this, or whatever the case may be. 
I know there's so much uh, that goes on throughout treatment from physician visits to lab visits to, you know, treatment visits. I mean, it, it's amazing how many times you'll darken the door and having all this information, Pam, we talk about this overload of information. Mm-hmm. Why not incorporate that into your journal? Right. I love that idea. And I, I, I did that not consciously, but I did take notes all the time with my husband's um, doctors. And I'll never forget when I had copious notes and I gave them to an emergency room doctor and he also had them on the screen. And then he asked my husband to tell him what was going on. And I said, well, you have it right in front of you. And what medicines are you on? Well, guess what? My husband didn't know what medicines he was on because he was on like 14 medicines, but I had the list and it was on the screen. And my husband had trouble speaking because his cancer was, he had radiation in his throat area. So I thought how stupid that was. Um, Here it was on paper and how stupid that was that this doctor is asking him to say, and my husband had to say, I don't know. And I said, it's right there. Well, I want to hear him tell me. And I said, well, he doesn't know, (laughs) but it's on paper. And so we are writing things down on paper and keeping, I love the idea of doing that in your journal and keeping that as part of your journal because that's part of your story. And that's what a journal can be if you want it to be, not just a healing way for you, but it's it can be part of your story because everybody going through cancer, everybody t- taking care of through somebody through cancer has a story to tell and it's their story and their story is different than another patient's story. And, you know, so it's part of your story and then you've got it if you want to keep it, if you want to look at it later or like Pam said, the next appointment, you can say, oh yeah, um, you told me to do this last appointment or I, 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 I don't, this medicine's not agreeing with me and here it is and I know what it is. So if you've got it written down. Yeah. Would, would journaling also strengthen um, relationships maybe? I always wish that my husband had journaled during his cancer. He kind of left that kind of stuff up to me, mm-hmm. but I did. And then he ended up passing away from a heart attack. But I found one of those old journals of where I was keeping track of things and stuff. And I hadn't realized he'd picked it up because he, I found some notes he'd written. I mean, this is years after his cancer treatment. It kind of was like, wow, you saw my deep, dark, um, thoughts about what was going on he didn't talk to me about it he could have but he wrote a note in there and it was just okay you know because I was talk kind of talking to him in the journal so I like the idea of a shared journal if um if a spouse is at your side when you're going through treatment or or a parent who's got a child with cancer let them color in it let them draw in it let when my grandson went through his cancer treatment my daughter kept all the pictures he drew, if she, and if she'd been journaling, she could have had him draw in the journal too. And then you have a story, part of his story. And he was drawing army men when he was five and diagnosed with cancer. I don't just naturally drawn to army men, and because they were fighting a battle for him, I guess. And a five-year-old doesn't, you know, consciously know that. And later, by three years later, when he was still fighting cancer, it was Star Wars. And he was drawing all these, and so we've got all these drawings and stuff. But you could keep that if you were sharing a journal like that. If the mom was journaling and the child was drawing, or if the spouse was writing a letter to, because I wrote letters to my husband while he was in the hospital and I wasn't with him. 
after surgery and to know that he actually read those letters later. And I did bring them to the hospital when he was going to come home. I brought them to the hospital so he could see what I had written and what I was thinking while he was in there and stuff. Yeah. This reminds me me of another guest that we had on that um, she wrote a letter to her cancer patients. And to me, it was just a form of writing a letter, but this is probably her form of journaling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're you're speaking of Lindsay Norris. Uh, We would encourage you guys to go back and listen to her podcast. It was so powerful. what she learned from the other side of the port as from being a oncology nurse to then being an oncology patient. Also, Pam, I'm reminded too about um, when we, we talked about caring bridge before, and we've talked about those types of journals for, you know, for, for folks to disseminate that information at once, but that turns into another form of journaling. You know, we talked to Holly easily about meeting her uh, transplant patient I mean, her transplant mm-hmm. donor, uh, bone marrow transplant, and that she wrote in care, her caring bridge and how so much of that has still become relevant and very poignant as well. And so just another potential way of writing your thoughts down, being authentic, and uh, just putting it out there. There's there's so many ways, you guys uh, listening today, that, that you can be involved in journaling. Um, even simply just a sticky note, uh, as a thought comes through and, um, you know, processing emotions. So I, gosh, Pam, I think my, I, I definitely have learned quite a bit today. I've learned some pieces that I need to do. How about you? I have, you know, it's not that blank piece of paper. That's scary. It's, we just got to get out there and write what we feel um, we can write and nobody has to read it. That's right. It's, it's yours. It's mine. It's it. It's nobody else's. <laughs> Yeah, it can it can become somebody else's because sure. some people I know who journal their way through something end up writing a book or writing an article or something. And mine did what I wrote when my husband's going through cancer became a book. And when you talk about oncology nurses, there was one nurse that was so wonderful that I had to mention her. And um, I brought her the book later. And the funny thing is, people I only used her first name. And when I, I couldn't remember her first name. And so I called the hospital and I said, she's wonderful. She's, she loves everybody. She brings them soup. And I just described and they said, Jenny. And I said, yes, Jenny. And so then I um, brought her a book later so that she could see how much she was appreciated. But yeah. So you are writing for yourself, but who knows? It could become something else. It could be a story that will help other people. So Mary, where can our listeners find your books um, that you have? So my books, all my books are on Amazon and um, any bookstore will have them. Uh, the Familia, Familius Publishing Company is uh, the company that is published. So I have Chemotherapist, which is about taking care of my husband during cancer. And I have the Expressive Writing for Healing, which is a journal, a guided journal. And um, they can find me at marypottercanyon.com too. Great. Mary, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you sharing uh, your expertise with our listeners in a a subject that seems so simple, but yet can be daunting and make such a difference. Thank you for having me. Mary, one of the last things that we like to leave our listeners with is um, we are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia, and we would like to hear your Pete's powerful moment. Okay. 
So I have taught a lot of expressive writing for healing classes and workshops, but the one person that, the, the one point that really hit home for me is it's a lot of females who will try journaling, but I did have a man who probably was drug kicking and screaming by his wife to one of my classes and didn't, and I didn't know he was listening, but later he emailed me and said, you know what? Uh, I went ahead and tried it and it really helped me a lot. So I think if people just try the journaling, they might find that it will help them. Yeah. Five days. Five days. Five days, 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a doable thing, right, Pam? I think so. It sounds like some homework. Yeah, I think that's good homework this week. Yeah. I'll, I'll try it if you try it. Okay, deal, deal. We'll <laughs> we'll make a deal on that. Uh, and, and of course, for all of our listeners, give give it a try, you know, in some form or fashion, give uh, journaling, expressive writing, come up with your own name of what you want. I mean, just it's about the the, the end product and the benefit you get. Um, it's not necessarily the label of, of the name, uh, but just have fun with it. Give it a give it a try and then share our podcast like the podcast. Let others know. Uh, the benefits you receive from journaling. If you already do journal, share it and say, this is a great opportunity for you to get involved in journaling and, and getting some benefits from that. And then of course, join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week.